Guides in the Gulf. Now we're going to put a uh, MA15. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be. This is stepping it up a bit now, eh? Yeah, far out. All right. So, so we've been talking about having having guests on for quite a while now. Yeah. Every episode, I think we've mentioned it, and uh, we thought we'd start. We thought we'd start with full beers and start straight from the top. Straight to the top of the barrel. Please. The maddest of the mullets, my oh, popular demand. Yeah. Here he it. is. Welcome hey, to the yarn, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Russ. Well, Thank you very much. Now no, this will be nine. Is it? Nine? Yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. We've got one publishing tomorrow. Oh yeah. Which is eight. Yeah. Yeah. Roger. So yeah, we're a week out. Yeah. 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 Thank you for having me today and. It'd be a privilege, eh? They, they, they should come down, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. All right. We've been looking forward to this one, mate. Yeah, so there might be a, uh, this one might be heavily edited, depending on what may or may not incriminate. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah. So, so Mark, what do you reckon, mate? Where, how did you end up up, up here in Baralua? What was your first? Um, so what happened, so when I was living in Mackay, uh, so all the concrete and in industry started going down because all the mines and that, like they weren't supplying back in and everyone was getting sacked and then... So before you come here, you did concrete? Yeah, concrete, yeah. yeah. So then everyone there just started getting laid off jobs and I was working with a crew of like eight blokes and I said to them, I was only a single fella, everyone had families and that. I said, I might as well just go and find another job then you boys keep going what you're doing. And... Um, yeah, I ended up staying there for a little bit, just getting a few jobs here and there, done a lot of um, just jobs on the side, working for myself and employing blokes. And What what other sort of jobs are you doing in there? Over in Queensland, this is, North oh, Queensland? Oh, yeah, um, I've done a bit of uh, like, um, I know, like hens nights sometimes, <laughs> going out to all the different parties and that, you know, but yeah, that was only pretty much made, like what once you made a week. So what, what were you? What were you uh, what just you? like organising like events. So like would go to like we had like a sex shop where we were. So yeah. like just selling like products for the girls, you know, and organising fun stuff. It's pretty much like a bucks night spot for the girls, hands nights, you know, and would go out there and organise uh, the events. Like I was serving drinks and being like a waiter and boxes and cruising around like skippy stuff and <laughs> yeah, but nothing bad. But you know, just serving them. You know, like you got like forty girls in the room. You know, like yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And then um, yeah, well, like that was only pretty much once a week or sometimes once a month when the events are on. But it was good too because when I was working outdoors, like you need mate because you're always working outside. And once the rain comes, well, we're buggered. You know, you got no income. And then I used to do a bit of um, pro net fishing with George around the corner. So we used to go out there and run, I don't know, like 600 meters in net, um, do a little bit of crabbing with him. We used to mow lawns. Yeah. So commercial fishing. Like, commercial fishing, yeah. yeah. Net fishing, yeah. Just, what, what sort of fish are you doing? Uh, just more like bait net. Like we never done no barra, no no heavy nets. Just Netting all, for bait fish to sell bait, bait fish for fish, the yeah, Like shops. sell to BCF, like any little small tackle shops and that. Yeah. And then uh, we used to do fillets as well, sell them to the main fish shops and that. Yeah. Like, like all the whiting sort of and whiting and, yep. Yep. and we used to bag up like, a lot of herring. Uh, a lot of mullet we used to catch like 500 kilos of mullet and stuff like that yeah so that was good and then i moved out to mum's house and went to claremont uh worked on dryland farms there for a little bit like just harvesting chickpea and sorghum and all that stuff yep yeah and that was something different tractor driving and tractor that sort of stuff. driving yeah doing big days and that first day i got a job there i worked for a full week and i thought oh we have saturday off and that start sleeping in next thing the farmer come down in the morning what are you doing we work seven days a week here mate you know like we don't have weekends off we work flat out i was like all oh, right and then i'll go get me tractor and fill him up and i'll head out so yeah learning the hard way but that was pretty good 
And then, um, yeah, so the season ended up finishing that. And then my brother-in-law, Dan, got me a gig just um, unloading the box a little bit. Just um, like every Tuesday, the chiller van would come down and we'd unload two 40-foot containers of roos and pigs and that. Yeah, so when you talk about the box, like for people that don't understand what you mean, like you're talking about like, like game. Yeah, yeah, game meat, yeah. So, so people kangaroos that go out hunting and, and that. pigs, yep. So they're accredited. So all the pigs get stored in a big chiller for a full week. So like crabbing here and then once a week the truck comes down and yeah we load him all up and then send it back down to brisbane yeah and then they get processed more so because you like your brother-in-law dan like that's he did that a fair bit yeah, on the side that's like, true. Yep. like um roo shooting and stuff yep. when he wasn't because he worked in the mines as well that's eh? true yeah these days off yeah yep. get a bit of money in that and that was good fun too going out roo shooting all night yeah yeah had some um hairy moments doing that too like i wasn't that good shooting the gun so Dan would shoot on the driver's side, then I'd go and collect the kangaroo. But then if I shoot left-hand side, he'll go out there. Sometimes I'll shoot and I'd just like nip him on top of his head. Like he'd actually go, or he'd go down, but not actually like get rid of the animal. And when you're running out there, sometimes they play dead and they get up and they chase you. And then you see Dan <laughs> running back. I'm gonna kill you, dude. shit has got this like full grown kangaroo chasing him back to the car then we're gonna go out and get rid of you know like yeah, yeah there's been some moments where only got yeah chewed from them but it was good fun yeah and then after that um mum said to me i wasn't working much she said you want to come for a holiday come up here uh, mum had a boyfriend he's been coming up this way for oh probably 15 years i reckon yeah and then i had the opportunity to jump in i had to uh, get one of my mates to look after I had a few pig dogs there yeah so they looked after me dogs and i jumped in with mum and yeah went out to Manangura for two weeks mm -hmm. then i met them boys over there and yeah i was so meant to Man be Manangura for people that don't know is like that's the next river over from us yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. near the queensland border yeah yeah and then um yeah stayed out there for two weeks and i was meant to be fishing out there i spent well the first week of mum doing a bit of fishing and then the next week um i was out there running a professional crab boat yeah yeah with one fella out there and yeah it was good fun yeah something different <laughs> that was your first sort of like proper look at like commercial crabbing yeah, up that's here. true yeah yep, something different yeah like how they run their pots and the tides up here are way different see back home we've got like um an average tide's probably five to six meters yeah so they're decent and up here like their biggest tide up here is probably three meters yeah yeah, yeah small as so yeah and just the country too i've been stuck a few times when i was working over there yeah because shallow area at the front of it there, is correct yeah too. yep on that um dugon grass area yeah and i had to spend one night in the boat <laughs> with that 115 had the cowling cover i was just hiding underneath it and the mozzies and that and yeah, just on dark. I tried to get to two last crab pots and yeah, no good. Got stuck. Yeah, so <laughs> it's been the night the hard way. Yeah, the boys come looking for you. Yeah, in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A couple of people come looking for me in the morning about five o'clock. But yeah, since I've been up here, it's just been unreal. It's just different lifestyle, different mm. the experience and that. Yeah. Is that the only time you spend the night out in the boat being stuck? Oh no, nah, it's been a couple of times, but. <laughs> I can't, yeah, that was, yeah, you know, when I've been doing my thing, you know, but it was only more for, you know, being silly and like taking the wrong creek and trying to do shortcuts and that, you know. You might have been able to bring up some footage, I reckon. Oh, oh even yeah. that, I was going to say, that time down at Rosie, you know, me when we seen old Fred there, we yeah. down at Rosie Creek. I tried to blame it, the sun was in my eye, but I didn't know that creek. And then me and little Brandy had to get out and leave my boat there and walk across. Uh, oh yeah it's good fun that's right we all ended up stuck that night anyway because when <laughs> yeah, i come back that's and, it well, i told him i come back and um and saved us too because he had that little flint but yeah. we tried making that fire and all the wood out there just had that salt water and it's just salt water dampened and 
you couldn't light nothing up. Eh? It was no good, but it's still yeah. good fun though. And you had like two cods in the boat that we ended up cooking up cooking, on the fire. Yeah. On the fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was when we were working up the coast, like sort of about a hundred k's from here. And yeah, we'd gone because we we had the mothership parked up around the corner, like the houseboat parked up, and we were, that day we 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 gone to work in the morning. And then you'd seen, yeah, a fellow that we knew. So in the next river over, who was just happened to be camping there. Yeah. Like in the middle got of nowhere. Got on the hot stuff too. Had a few, yeah, yeah had a few rums. So we went over there and yeah, got on the home brew with them for a few hours. And yep. then we ended up leaving before the tide was too <laughs> had low. A big and then run you, got, out. you got stuck. And then I had to come back and get you. Yeah. And then we, we yeah, couldn't get back mission. into our river because it was too low. We ended up oh, on the sandbar yeah. all night. Yeah. Cooked up a feed in the coals. and Yeah. <laughs> and then what? One o'clock in the morning, trying to push back there, chewing mud, overheating, <laughs> trying to jump down and unlock the telltale. <laughs> and oh, the joys of it, eh? But that's what I love up here in, in the Antiques. Like, there's never a dull moment, you know? Like, up here, you got to be independent. You have to just be a goer because every day is a new day. And Mother Nature destroys things that you just have to go and tackle, eh? That's it, mate. Yeah, it's unreal. That's it. Mm. That's been yeah, good. Mother Nature, we had a bit of uh, bit of Northern Territory's answer to Steve Irwin and just driving here. Ash was already here, turning the aircon on for us. And um, on the drive here, I bloody jumped out of the car and I'm like, Mother, Mother, come grab this for us. <laughs> big, yeah, a little, big blue tongue. Yeah, oh, blue yeah. tongue cruising around. <laughs> yeah, it's been heat this year, eh? It's been unreal. Like, even... Um, like the lizards and like the frill necks, the goannas, everything this mm. year has been thriving. Like, I haven't seen that much wildlife getting around for a long time. You all that rain around, I suppose. Yeah, it? it's been good, yeah. Even traveling up to down and coming back, like you've seen all the lizards and those blue tongues and that. Yeah, it's been unreal. It's been good. Mm, so you get up, any mischief in Darwin, mate? You run into anyone up there? Yeah, done a little bit on Bumble, you know, because I'm a, a single man. Oh, Tinder <laughs> let me down. Sorry, Tinder, I'm off to delete the app, but yeah, that's it. Now, just, yeah, caught up one lady up there and we had a good time and yeah. yeah, it was unreal. Went out for dinner and yeah, I went back to her house and put a movie on and yeah, we watched James and the Giant Peach, something <laughs> different. But I was only just, you know, kill, kill what was going on, but <laughs> no, nah, it was good fun though. I loved it. So, bring uh, back memories for me. Bring back memories. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I remember there was an incident uh, a little while back, mate. You had a, a big big night out and down. And, uh, oh, yeah, running the mark, eh? Yeah. yeah, that was no good. And that place <laughs> is actually closed down there. They've turned into, uh, I think it's an Indian restaurant now. Yeah? Yeah, that massage place there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking about that one, mate. I know, but yeah, that, that place, <laughs> that place is all closed down now. <laughs> I don't know them stories. I think I think she went broke, I reckon, because right on the main street of oh, of Mitchell Street. Is this the Lolly Jar one? Yeah, yeah okay. And it, like it's pretty much like right there. Like you're pretty much you'd be shame walking in there, you know, because everyone can see you on the sidewalk. What, what, what's, what's the Lolly Jar story? Oh, do you want to hear the Lolly Jar story? All right. So one night we PG went to Darwin. PG version. Yeah, guys. This if you have kids bark out a little bit eh? but <laughs> you so, went in for a back massage yeah so what happened so we've been working hard up here in the gulf and uh the truck wasn't running so we had to take our crabs up in the car and then i'd have made adam and adam he's good at driving long distance now but he just wasn't capable because we've been working flat out and i said you want to take me car he's like now nah, we'll go up together now nah, we'll share the drive just to make it safe yeah. So I was like, okay, then that sounds good. So we ended up going up to Darwin and then we got there, unloaded the crabs, all good. And then I said to Adam, I'm keen to go out tonight. You know, this is probably about 12 o'clock at night. 
it's Wednesday, you know, so everything's cranking up there. It's middle of the dry season time, all the tourists around. And then we stayed at um, Mum's there as a backpacker joint because we couldn't get nothing up there if it was booked out. So we went up there, had a shower, keen to go out. And I didn't realise that I left my phone on charge there. And then I went out partying on. Adam was like, oh, I feel a bit sick. We had too much vodka and oranges. I was like, okay, you go back, you know, all good. And then on the way back home, I seen this massage place. I was like, oh, go on, I got hundred bucks in my pocket. Yeah, right, eh? let's have a quick look. So I walked <laughs> in there, she's like, oh, hello, darling. I was like, oh, here you go, darling. She's like, oh, you, you're all strong, you know, you're fit. And I was like, yeah, darling, be working hard. She's like, oh, okay, you come in here, a hundred dollars. I was like, okay, no worries. So I went in there and I laid down. I was, she had all the nice music on, it smelled good in there. And I was like, oh, this is not too bad. She's giving me a massage and that. Then the time was up, then she's like, okay. okay. And then I was like, nah, I thought we we're gonna do the whole lot. You know, I paid the money for full service. And she goes, oh no, no touchy touchy. I'm like, why darling? Like, this is what I pay for. And she's like, nah, sir, we can't do that. And I was like, right, I said, give me money back, I'm gone. She's like, oh no, no refund. You ready pay the money, you know, that's it. So I was like, okay then. So I walked back out and I was like, well, I'm taking all these lollies too because you just ripped me off. So I ended up opening my pocket up and tipped all the lollies in there. <laughs> then I walked out and I'm walking down the road. Oh, so there's a lolly uh, sitting on the yeah, counter. Yeah, that's it. it. And done. then she had like this little like um, golden doll on there and I'm knocking her off. She's like, oh, you're crazy man, right? And I was like, yeah, you ripped me off. So I walked out. And I've got down the road and I've actually like farted and I've followed through like I've shit myself, you know? And I'm like, fuck, I can't go back into the hostel because we got like nine people in the area that everyone sleeps in there. And I can't grab me tail to go and have a shower because I've got to walk past reception. It'll be a shame job. So I end up jumping the fence into a pool and I'm in there washing me clothes in there and there's lollies floating around everywhere. Then I've jumped back out and I've realised my phone like a, was missing. Like a five-star resort or something? Yeah, yeah. it was a flash, right? They would have probably seen me on the cameras and that. <laughs> and then I walked back out again. I'm like, oh, where's my phone? I had me, I had me wallet down there. Oh, my phone's gone. And I've walked back in again to that massage place and I went and see an old lover said, is my phone in here? She's like, no phone in here. You, you, you muck around. You took my lolly. You smashed my doll, you know? You're not paid. You're right, right, right. I was like, okay then. Then I walked back out and I ended up seeing Adam. Adam come back out and I said, where's my phone, brother? He goes, oh, your phone was up in the room up there. I'm like, oh, <laughs> be damn. This lady wanted to call the cops on me, you know. She threatened me and all the other like people come out of the rooms and that. They want to chase me down the road and... Oh, what a night, eh? Only happens in Darwin, eh? Yeah, but it only happens to you in Darwin. Oh, that's it. But I went back and told Adam too. He just laughed. He thought that was the funniest thing. I was like... Well, I'm not gonna walk past reception when there's like a hot chill I was just being talking to for like in the afternoon, you know, tuning it. Imagine walking <laughs> past, you know, like you just soiled yourself and it feels uncomfortable walking like <laughs> 800 meters, you know, it's a proper good one too. It's probably got running out the back of the pants <laughs> or down my leg. And oh, hey, you going, man? Oh, hey, done, it's going to my room, you know, it's probably gonna dribble on the tiles when you're walking in, you know, like. Yeah, and it was oh, just shameful, yeah. And there's no taps, so I can't just go down the beach because there's crocodiles down there. <laughs> and I can't go to the botanical gardens because they got no little ponds enough in there, you know? So it makes so it hard. I'm out of options. Yeah, I'm out of options, you know? What can I do? <laughs> I do have a tap underneath my car, but it'll look weird if I jump underneath my car trying to use a little tap, you know? Like, probably think I'm helping my car or something. <laughs> 
The funny thing is, Ash and I have heard this story like a few times, and it's, it's, it's still just as oh, funny yeah, nah, every time around. Oh, it's unreal, yeah. Oh. That's what happens in Darwin, eh? I think there was, there was a while there when we had no truck going to Darwin every week, and you were running up there every week, and I'm pretty sure every week there was another oh, story. Yeah. Another story. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you flooded someone's house at one stage. Oh, yeah, that one chiller, yeah. <laughs> 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 took one teacher home and they just moved into this house he's only been there for like a day and a half and they haven't even unpacked any of their furniture and that and yeah she took me in the chair and i laid down i blocked up the drain and you know been in there for two hours so the water's got to go somewhere it can't go on the drain pipe and it went through a whole house and she had this brand new rug and i remember her friend she had like um two roommates in there and the roommate walked out and all of her was, oh my God. And then she, whoop, she slipped on her ass and lay on the ground where well, it was a splash. Then she's banging on the door, get out of there. And then when we've opened the door up, you know, it just looked like a river running down the steps and it's flooded three bedrooms of the house into the kitchen and started running out through the garage. And she's screaming at me like, they just moved into this house. They're trying to set a good example, you know? And I'm just like, sorry, I've got a thousand cases to go. Like I did do a good thing. I hang their rug out, you know, so I could drive. But I think we used all the towels in the house. They probably have towels for like two days because they had to wash them and dry them out. But, oh man, yeah, I was in the good books there. Uh, didn't get in trouble by the neighbours or anything? Nah, that's nah, so I ended up walking out. Oh, the neighbours did complain a little bit when, we, <laughs> when I was in the pool there, but that was after we got in trouble. So we ended up going to the pool for a bit and having to swim, you know. But I think they were just more angry because everyone's yelling and screaming at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, waking up next door, but yeah. How did you get home from there? I had a walk. <laughs> I walked. <laughs> oh, like the two and a half K or something? Yeah. Yeah, it's a long way. First light. Yeah, first light, shame, wearing jeans, all black, like just had my shoes in my hand, everyone's running in the morning, like, you have a good night, mate? Yeah, I had a good night, eh? <laughs> Been hung over, it's like, I should be doing what you're doing, you know, run along, but, oh, don't worry, I was crook, eh? It's like when I come back uh, yesterday, I got to Mataranka, they'd done drug and alcohol tests on the solo road there, they've got this new little swab now, it's like a little, uh, it's sort of like a little electric toothbrush, right? Mm. It's, um... Uh, it's like a blue handle and it's got like this little round a 360 degree circle on it and it's got a little bit of cotton butt on it and then you rub it around all in your mouth and they put it into like this little capsule instead of going into the van and analyzing it through like um a laptop or something they can do it on the spot now and they yeah. test everything yeah like from marijuana all the way to the heavy stuff yeah oh bloody hell yeah and that's uh must be between 24 yeah, yeah. New, new model. New model. That's oh, it. Well, well, you're back here, mate, so that's a good oh, thing. Oh, that's it. No, they didn't catch me. I was like, catch a ladder, mate. I'm out. <laughs> no, it was pretty good, yeah. No, it was just, it, I was just, yeah, amazed. Like, she pulled this thing out. She goes, mate, yeah, we're going to go um, do a random drug test. And I was like, yep, no worries. You know, they've done the brefo. Usually, I like to take one or two beers in the trip, but I was pretty good this time, you know, but... Yeah, and she just, yeah, ran them straight out. She pulled it out of her pocket, opened up the packet. Takes about five five minutes to process it. And yeah, yeah and off you go. All good. Yeah. yeah nice but for all them people out there doing the naughty, watch out because they're out there to catch it now. Mm. Oh, yeah, all this new technology now. Yeah, don't do drugs and drives. Yeah, and that's, that's it, a, that's yeah. That's yeah. probably the safe option. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, drink and drive. That's it. Yeah. But as well there, like the last couple of days, this is my second time this year that I've come back from down and 
like Darwin's a nice place, but I know there's a few people. I think they've got to go back and learn how to drive again because every time it rains, I've seen five crashes in one day. People yeah. running up the hours for each other, people crashing down the side, like just the conditions up there. Everyone's just speeds and that. You know, you can slow down a little bit and take it easy, you know, because there could be kids in the car that you might be ruining lives of, you know, like yeah. it's a bit harsh, you know, like, yeah, just slow down, think for the actions and yeah, it's been take them down. Oh, it's been heavy, like torrential. You can't even see it. Yeah. Like I was doing 40Ks down the road and people overtaking me and you couldn't even see like seven meters in front of you. Yeah. Like I've got good eyes too and I can see the road good, but once it's bucketing down, you can't even see seven minutes nah, in front. You yeah. can't see the line on the side of the that's road. That's true. Nah, that's it. And the wind's pushing the car around and, oh yeah. And the yeah. spots there too. They've like, had some good, go, good around rain. there. There's like um, floodways and causeways and stuff like that. That's true. Like, yeah, my brother just sent me a photo this afternoon from down to his place. There's like 400 mil of water going across the road. Ooh. Like, and that's a busy road, like out there near Old Man's Place. Yep. But the, um... There was one too going towards, um, so just out of Larimar going to Mataranka, there was one spot there on the um, Stuart Highway to just say like one paddock, like a dam has overflowed and has come over the road and there would have been probably about 300 mil of water and you couldn't even see it. I think it's a brand new 300 series, went across, must have been doing 140. Aquaplaned it and went straight in the bush about nearly a kilometre, like oh, a long shit. way. Because you can't see it. You ain't yeah. seen the last minute. It just looks like just a different color of the road. And once you hit it, it's just aquaplanes. And I'm like, yeah, I slowed down because the truckies were flicking their lights. Yeah, yeah. And I just got to your approach where I seen it and yeah, looked over and someone's ready, went off the side of the road there. But it must have mm. just started like filling up and flooded over. Yeah. Because I was talking to one trucking said, yeah, it wasn't there like two hours ago. They just must have had a heap of rain and just overflowed one little dam and just started spilling out over the road. Yeah, yeah. But it's real dangerous. And then I tried to notify, um, there was one road mob there that was put up in Matarank and I said, if you go back and even put like a hazard sign there, you know, cause no one knows it's there. Mm. Like it's dangerous, yeah. Cause you just, you have a nice good straight road and you don't see it, you know, yeah. you'd be all right. Well, there's been a lot of rain, I suppose, like this, you know, from like, well, we haven't had a whole lot, but like uh, just west of us has had heaves of rain. Oh and then yeah. Like, like the Carpentaria road, the highway's been cut off the table. Oh, yeah, uh, Daly Waters. Yeah, that way, all yeah. that way, Catherine area. Yeah, they've had a lot. Like when I was coming back yesterday from oh, pretty much like Larimer, like back a little bit there, halfway through, like they've had some good rain there. Like it was proper torrential. You had to go right down to like 60 k's and now I couldn't see nothing. Yeah, good storm. Yeah. Yeah, so we haven't had all that much rain. Like we've had big storms. We had a massive storm here the other day. Yeah, I was through the last podcast we recorded uh, that day. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah, crazy. I've been seeing a few Snapchats here with a bit of rain here, like good bucking down rain, like knocking down rain. Snapchat? Who you got on Snapchat? I've I got, got, got a heap of people <laughs> on Snapchat, eh? No, I've been doing my thing. I had the music cranking. I was just in my element, you know? What, what, what's your Snapchat handle? Mullet? The oh, ma- yeah. Mad Mullet? Like That's 91 it. or something? Yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah, well, follow Mullet on TikTok. You'll, you'll get all the all the, uh, all the the updates of what's going yeah, on. That's on it. Uh, oh, what, what is your TikTok handle? Oh, I'll have to check you. I'm not that good at this tech. The new technology, eh? <laughs> I'll just bring it up on the screen, eh? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll bring it up. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, put, we'll put it up there. How's your beer, brother? Yeah, go on then. Thirsty work, all Yeah, look, Stuart Highway now reopens, eh? Straight up. Yeah, yeah. Far out, there were some trucks there. Oh, yeah, it was backed up. Well, the whole Stuart Highway was cut oh, off, we, so it's well, like. I got photos, uh, well, a message and photos from my missus from Woolworths. She was trying to get some get some food, and. um. That's my last one there. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, try and get some food at Woolworths, and there's bloody 
no, no, uh, no mm. fruit and veg on the shelves, no meat on the no. shelves, like zero. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, I was taking out this old lady's um, out of her shopping cart while we were going through, you know, because she, she, was, she was overloading. I was like, mate, I've got a thousand Ks, you know, you, you know, that's being greedy. You live here, you know. Nah. <laughs> you, you were just saying you got, got in trouble, though. Yeah, I did get in trouble because I was getting double of everything. Like, I was getting two loaves of bread. I was getting, like, three packs of, like, lamb chops. Um, two barbecue sauces, uh, just all the meats, you know, a lot of dry goods and that. And yeah, the big boss or the lady that was on the can on the register, she called up the boss to say, hey, I'm just getting double up. But I said, well, in my situation, I've got a thousand Ks to travel. Like I need this because by the time I go back out to remote area, you've got nothing in your stock and what is gonna sit on the truck for us, you know? Like we'll be eating fruits and stuff. Like I want some fresh stuff to take home. Yeah, so and for people that wouldn't understand, because obviously the Shield Highway got cut off, which means that yeah, Darwin doesn't get Tenny any Creek. supplies at That's all. That's true. For and anything. everyone knew and they rushed mm. in. That's which means everyone absolutely freaks out they, and goes and panic did. buys. Yep, yeah, for sure. But the flip side of that is, so you get someone like yourself that's traveling from Darwin back down to here, where we can't get fresh stuff like, like you can in Darwin. Um, so you've got to try and like stock up stock before up. you come back. Yeah. Like and I then they have being... rules set up where you can go, oh, one, one steak per person or That's one true. milk per person somewhere. You, yeah. Well, you... there wasn't even no signs on there saying, hey, you know, like one one um, loaf of bread, you know, one bundle of fruit, you know, it does nothing like that. So I just thought, right, you know, I've got a thousand Ks to go. So I had two shopping trolleys, chockers, and then one lady come up to me, she goes, excuse me, you know, you're being greedy. I was like, darling, like, well, I'm gonna eat like the grass out here, you know. Well, go and hunt, go hunt some barra. But I'm sorry, but I need this, you know. Like, I've I've got nothing out there, yeah. Like I know King Ash Bay, the server here, do provide good food. Yeah. But for people being here, I rather leave it for them because they can rely on that. And I'm in Darwin, so I can stock up and have my own food. Yeah, especially then, some of the oldies here. That yeah, they go that's to Darwin true. once a year. Yeah. Mm. So I've I've got my share of food, so I'm happy. So I know my freezers are gonna be good. If they need something, well, I can help them out. Or, or we can go back old school way and get the gun and get the cast net out, go and put a few <laughs> crab pots in, you know, live off the land for a bit. <laughs> I, I don't doubt you, mate. I reckon you could. Maybe, maybe tomorrow. Some people, some people- uh, Be mullet grills. <laughs> yeah, if it was the end of the world, there, there's uh, some people that would thrive and some oh, people sure. that, that wouldn't. And I think mullet would thrive. <laughs> um, a little bit of a change of subject. So, what, two years ago now, Ash bought himself a big houseboat to use as a mothership for wild crabbing. Um, and you, people would have seen it many times in my videos uh, where we go out there and stay on it and that, and it's a pretty cool thing. Mullet, you have, uh, you've got something in the, in the pipeline, do you? As yeah, well? yeah, yeah. Now this year, I know, sorry, I've been telling everyone I was gonna get it going last year, but just plans change, you know, and it was all right staying back down the camp, but now this year we're gonna try and change it up and yeah, live on the boat. And so, you've just, bought, so you bought yourself a... Yeah, yeah, I've got a seven meter um, plate plate boat there, houseboat. Yeah. It's got a diesel inboard it, three cylinder, got Shion toilet and... Aircon? Yeah, aircon, oh. I just put a split system in there, so it should be good, yeah. Yeah, you won't know yourself. That's it, it's got a bit of a top deck as well, so you can go up there and do a bit of um, relaxing. Landing and, pole in the middle for some yeah, dancing. Yeah, that's or... it, a bit of, bit of bathing up there, and yeah, have a few yarns up there. <laughs> nah, it should be good. Like I know I told everyone last year, like I had big plans to get in the water, but you know, it's good just to sit down and think about, you know, what do you want to put in there and get everything organized, you know, because Rome wasn't built in a day, you know, you just take your mm. time and 
But you got the camp down there, down the river as that's well. That's true. That yeah, yeah. So, so we said that's the backup. So people, um, I can put some footage up, more pictures up, for, so people can see it. But um, basically, like the for people that haven't been here and don't know what it looks like, it's sort of looks like the like like you're in Bali, of, like, Vietnam, or yeah, or that's Cambodia true. Or. It's it's mangroves, mm. like it's around mangrove wood, but there's a lot of pine structures that we've put in there, and a lot yeah. of plywood and stuff like that. So yeah, no, nah, it's pretty good. You know, we have a tarp on the roof, and there's no insulation there. I should have put some in there, but. You got that nice sea breeze all the time and you got the generator going, you got a fan going and yeah, so make it home. To give people a bit of an idea that aren't sort of watching this on YouTube or whatever, where so that the people for the people that are just listening as down the driver, whatever like that. So this this is yeah, we're we're down the Davies camp, so down down from King Ash Bay, but maybe forty then, minutes by boat or yeah, thirty minutes by yeah, boat. On the left actual, hand the side. Structures themselves though, they're made of basically um, poles or sticks that have been pushed into the mud, yeah, and then so you, in a like a, a, no, a normal um, a normal house that's built on stilts, you have twelve stilts or fourteen stilts or whatever like that. This is like that, but you have about forty or fifty stilts um, because they're much smaller trees that are about maybe hundred mil diameter. Or something yeah, like that. and they're not concreted yep. in. No, nah. and, and you just push them into the mud by yep. hand, and then you get someone. If, uh, so you get like another six meter length. And then you put it up on like a 45, then you get some rope and you cobble card around and then you get someone to walk up and the body weight pushes down a bit more. So you can get two blokes and push it down so far, but once you get the body weight on top, just that the leverage up there and it pushes it down a so bit more. So once you start getting the pole in and you get yeah, the plumb, that's true. Yep. Th then you get another log and go up and yep. tie it up to the tie top it up. of it. Yep. And then, then somebody can jump walk up down. there and jump up and down. That's true, yep. And that's, that's an old school way of doing it. But now yep. also too, like we use like a bilge pump or something. Can yeah, that's it, yep. And spear pole them and make, make like a um, a spear on the end of it, like a hollow bit of pipe or something like that, and then jam it into the mud beside yep. the stick to push yep, it that's right true. down in there. Yep. And then you do that like 40 or 50 times and yep. basically get make all your uprights done. Yep, that's it. Make your surround, yeah. And then you bolt all your, like your... Um, what your you beams like your, or your beams and that for like your yep. floor beams and stuff to it yeah and then you like your roof trusses yeah the it. higher ones yeah and then you put like tarp like uh, uh like chicken me chicken wire yeah that bird top. proofing yeah 200, 200 mesh yeah yeah and then um and then put like tarps over the top so you got the shade and everything like yeah, that yeah that's true yep and that's basically like your camp set up for like to live in and put your crabs in and stuff that's while you're true yeah it's a little bit rough but you can call it home like it's good enough like yeah, you get out of the wind and yeah, out of the rain, out, that's of, true. out of the dew and stuff like that. Yep. And you got somewhere to put it, like your cooking stuff and yep. and keep your crabs there and everything like that. And it's right on the river, so you, your boat's tied up right next to that's it. That's it. Looks yep. a bit your like base, Vietnam. Your base like, in the river, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Me Compared to living in a house in, in the city, it's it's rough. But yeah. it, it really, like. It's like camping, sort of. Like, yeah, yeah. But, but way fancier. Like, yeah. even yeah. it doesn't look pretty. Yeah. But it, it's very comfortable. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Oh, you got lounge chair, TV, oh, Starlink. Yeah, got Starlink now. She flash on you that can, one. You can talk yeah. to all your girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These things here keep me in tune as well. You know, they look after me. They cook for me. They clean for me. Yeah. Nah, they look after me. Yeah. <laughs> they, oh, you're right. You know, you've got a big day. Oh, you know, give me a hug. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's your hands. You're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's nah, pretty good out there. I like it. But I reckon, like Ash was saying too, this year is going to be a game changer. Having the houseboats in the water, you can base where your pots are. You're not traveling an extra 45 minutes to get across the bay. Like, you're pretty much you're there, you know? And then you just come home and, you know, you don't have to worry about going across the bay and the waves all the time. Yeah. Less stress on your boat. You're saving 
less fuel too you know like yeah better for the environment you burn less that's petrol. true yeah and for like the um turtles out there too you know you're not scaring them you know you're yeah. like and the dugons, you know, like, yeah. Oh, Molly, it's such a good story. You're not scared oh. of the turtles. Oh, yeah, that's Molly scares a lot of turtles. Oh, yeah, that's it. What do you think about that 150 that I got, man? She's peeking that thing. It's like yeah. it's like a dolphin. Jumps out of the water, jumps sandbars oh, and everything, eh? Hey? She goes. Mate, yeah, give it give it a couple of years. We'll have, like, some um, straight out of uni scientists out here <laughs> testing the stress levels in turtles. Yeah. Compared to outboard size. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, the plastic straws were bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's uh, no, it just just means you don't have to travel as far, and it's good for your product too. Like your crowds aren't getting stressed when you're traveling with them in the boat, and that. Yep, and your prop too. You're wearing tea, not yeah. trawling through mud, trying to get home when it's low tide. What's the, so you, you use aluminium props? Stainless. Are you both of you use stainless? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But do you, but even though they're stainless, we, we can. But see, with the alley ones, right? They chew out too fast. Like if we yeah. shut that drive, and they wear down too fast. But you'll still have so would. How long would a, uh, a stainless prop last you guys? I reckon six months. So yeah. it won't even give you a whole season? For, nah. for me, not even. No, nah, if we're working, like if we're pushing it, like shallow driving, like sometimes I know you should trim up and like don't tune no mud, but sometimes just like, come on, get the job done. Let's go and do it. You know, like yeah. just push that boat so the, up. And so it. the stainless prop on my boat has been on there for 12 years. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, so, so, normally for a normal fishing boat or something like you would never replace. Yeah, one. for like, for little, recreational. You know. So it's yeah. because you're going through the mud. It's literally wearing yes, it down. Yeah. Sand and it's well, done so it, many rotations in that mud. Yeah, but you're doing a lot of hours too. Like, oh, absolutely, yeah. a lot every of hours, day. You know? Yeah, you know, a few thousand hours a year on the on it. So on your engine. So um, yeah, they, you do wear through them pretty quick though. Yeah, when you when especially like in the middle of the year when it's low tides and you you're getting between your pots and it's and you're working sandy areas and stuff like when we worked up the coast there. Yeah, like yeah, right the creek. coast and then um in the sand and stuff. Yeah, it's um very shallow and sandy yeah. compared to here. There's, yeah, there's not much mud. It's all you sand. can't get up in a plane. Oh. You just got a shallow drive. Shallow yeah. drive and you just you just you're stirring up sand and you you. It's like running your prop through sandpaper constantly. That's so, true. Yeah. You know, if you're up, up there, you might, you know, you might go through a prop every sort of maybe two months, six weeks, maybe. Yeah. Wow. And the worst yeah. thing is too, like if you come into a shallow water and then trim right down, just get up in the plane. When that prop in your skeg digs in, you just pretty much chew on like a big chunk of that mud just to get up, and all that weight and stress on it. You think about the revolution of that prop going through that yeah. mud just to try and get up, and then you do that. 90 times stopping and starting all the time yeah and then it you know two more fuel and then your motor revs out louder you put more stress on your motor too because when you're going just at normal speed like a 4.2 you might be doing like nearly five you know like it's just it's revving out too much yeah 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 there's a few things there we get i get questions on my youtube channel about about you guys crab boats all the time well, yeah what, what boats are they yes i've seen that yeah yeah so is it Maybe not so much yours, Ash, because yours is more like a custom-built thing. But your your boat, my one, yeah, is so, like a, a Quintrex or something. So my one used to be a Tillisteer boat, right? It yeah. used to have the three seats in it, so it's like a fourteen-foot dory. Okay. And then, um, so, so they it's can, an open fishing boat. It's an open fishing boat, yeah. but they did cut the bottom off it, and they put four mil plate underneath it. So they've cut the bottom off and put the plate underneath, and then they've kept the front seat up there but stripped all the rest of the seats out and put ribs every 300 down the middle of it and then built that little bit of an archway at the back of it so we can have like two pods both sides with the battery box flotation. Yeah. So it made it stronger. And then up the front there, where my little deck is where I work and it steps up like about 250 high, that's where it goes into where the helm is there on the front and that's where the actual cab is built around. 
and it's just a bit more stronger because I reckon if they got rid of that, it might have been a bit flimsy. So they've pretty much just built straight over that. Yeah, that's the step. That's where the mm. front seat is, yeah. So it used to be like an open tinny, like Ash's little punt. Mm. Like they've just built the whole yeah, lot in, yeah. That's just a plain old... Just yeah. a plain old tinny, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I try and explain that and to people the in the CJ, comments. And that's the CJ, yeah. So mine's a CJ. Oh, CJ, yeah. CJ, okay. yeah. Not no Quintrex, yeah. yeah. My old boat, that 250 was... Um, a Quintrex yeah. with the Millennium hole at the front with the, the which flare. was that was that the one with the black motor the yeah the yeah. 250 yeah old um, Black Pearl the old sinky <laughs> boat yeah she was pretty good but nah no good for the coast because it's only a tinny yeah and plus me too being heavy on the helm you know it's got a 250 in the back and it dances you know it's like a mud skipper just <laughs> gone you know you can't stop it eh? loves it on the back tail <laughs> done a few miles though. oh yeah and it had no skeg too so i can pretty much go in the water about 300 mil and look like going to mud rallies like that prop was just roost and mud there's no water just get across <laughs> them shortcuts to get home like some of them spots i've taken that thing fire out yeah it's unreal bloody hell so yeah. I, I want to hear a story about about when you were younger. So when you were, uh, I'm just going to make up, give me a number between uh, 10 and 14, Ash. 12. 12. <laughs> Tell me a story from when you were 12, Mullet. Oh, when I was 12, well, I used to be real, like, mad into, like, building dirt jumps. So, like, I used to go into, like, construction sites and I used to be a real scatty head too. We used to go, like, in the skip bins and grab old nails and plywood and, like, anything left over from the building sites. So and when they build a house, usually there's, like, plywood left over there's like some pipes left over nails you know because they've got a quote on that house they know how many or how much material to build that house so usually they put something at the front there so when the skip bin gets gets um taken away they usually just finish up and they leave it there and they use a small box trail to get a lot like just cut it away so we used to go on there like every friday when the builders were gone go on there and grab all the leftover timber because we know the house is going to hand it over so we'd go on there and grab all the stuff. Then we'd go out and just build a big jumps and make skateboard ramps and just anything, you know, like just keen, yeah. Get on the shovel. Like in my backyard there, before this council like demolished it, I had a full BMX track in my backyard all built by hand and love, a shovel and a wheelbarrow. And I had kids from like nearly, I don't know, like an hour away to travel there to come, you know, like halfway across the town to come yeah. to my backyard. Do you yeah. charge them an entry fee or what? Nah, it's just, <laughs> just do whatever, like, it's just unreal. Like, I'm just happy to see them, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you're a bit of a businessman as well. So. And, yeah. the, and the funniest thing that I used to like, it's not cruel, but to teach the young kid, just like a dog, discipline, you know, if it does the wrong thing, you gotta smack your butt. These kids are like, oh, how do we get like you? You gotta pedal, pedal, you know? Just hit them jumps flat out. And you used to see them stack it, cry, get back up and go and do it again. Like, that's just how you learn, like. Mm. And you watch, like, I've seen it, like, just say, for example, one, like, one small child that's been hitting these ramps, right, just say for two or three weeks, and he stacked it. Wasn't breaking arms because we've always had soft down ramps, right? And there's only sandy soil. Like, he might get a little bit of, like, gravel rash and that, but I've seen one person go from two weeks from stacking it crying to next month like jumping higher than me farther than me oh. more tricks you know just the heart and the courage to go get up and keep doing it like a lot of kids once they stack their bikes they go home they won't ride for three or four weeks you know yeah it's yeah. good to see Sounds kids like <laughs> to get back out and keep doing it see like when i grew up too mikey we had no phones like we used to have like a Sega and a playstation one but that's only for wet season time every day i'd come home from school like that's why i'm not good at mass that but i'd put all my books away 
Jump me push bike ride, go down there, build jumps, go fishing, just go and do stuff outdoors all the time, you know, like just always out doing stuff. Like I was never at home on my phone, you know, I was just always just gone. And mum always said to me, if you go home, sorry, if you go out, always be home by six o'clock, you know, be home on dark and make sure I'll be home. If I go out with my mates, I'll say I'm gonna go see Benny or go see Chris or, you know, mm. we're gonna go down to McCready's Creek or just go wherever, like just yeah. mum knew where I was all the time. So if anything happens, mum would go straight down and look for you. And what happened? I'm, I reckon you were late a couple of times. Oh, don't what, wait. Tell me what happened. Oh, flat tires, no, or <laughs> like um, the kids stole your bikes and go and hide in the bush, or <laughs> we had this one cranky old fellow that we used to pee off all the time, you know? We used to ride down past his house, and he reckons like he owned the land, but would go down fishing for the day, and he, he used to hide our bikes in the bush, or even put them in his yard and lock them up. Like, just go and just do like nasty stuff, you know? Then would come back out and you think your bike's gone, you start walking home, and he's like, oh, your bike's are over here. It's like, mate, we'll even take our bikes for you, you know? And then we used to walk our bikes in the sand. Like, I know mum didn't like it because I had a good bike and she didn't like it anywhere near salt water because every time they come home, you had to wash it. You know, like salt water's like, it's rusted out mm. and you work hard for it. You always done jobs around the house and stuff like that. And, it's just it just makes it hard like when someone's out there you know being despiteful and hiding stuff and stealing your stuff you're just like mate just leave it because i've got to yeah. get home and then mum's driving around with the window down like worried like where you been like gonna smack my bum when i get home <laughs> and even probably ground and i was like i don't want to get ground i'm gonna go check me crab pots next two days like come on mum got four pots in the river down here you know you check it like yeah but now nah, it was good fun though like i had a good life where i was I've always grew up on the coast, always loved fishing. I've done a little bit of hunting and that, but not much. Like I used to go hunting at winter time, but I mainly just fished all the time. Like it's just, yeah, mad fishing. So even when you're a kid, like you used to heaps of fish when you're at school? And yeah, like, school, when... yeah. Like I used to get all the teachers involved and stuff like that. Like we'd go down there on a Friday and mum used to drop me off early in the morning. So we had like, um, uh, what was it called? Like oh. PE or something like that? Nah, there was one creek there. I forget the name of it. have oh. been mine, Blake. But there was, yeah, for PE and that. Mm. But there was one creek there that come all the way up the side of our school there. It's a saltwater creek. And mm. it pushed in for probably about four k's, I reckon. Mm. And it come up to a small creek to freshwater. Yep. And there used to be a lot of football um, ovals, soccer ovals and that around it because it's not much. You can't build any house in there because of mozzies and that. Yeah. So it's sort of like a low-line area. And yeah, we used to go take the teachers down on a Friday. So we'd do like, um, say an AP on the oval, would go down, throw a hand line in, catch some brim, even having set lines and that. Like even for the bus drive, like when I was younger, before we even, I found out there was crabs and I was even taking crabs live in my backpack, right? I'd have a plastic bag for all me, like yeah, paperwork and that, you know, your school books and that. And then bus driver was like, what are you doing? I was like, man, I've got three live crabs in my bag. He's like, give me a look here. He's like, hey, you'll have, a full trip for a full week and have to pay right for the bus fare. She goes, you give me one of them crabs here. My wife's been looking for one of these. Now. Like she's been asking for some crabs and he doesn't get out much, you know, like he was a sort of an older fella. So I used to, he had a, a bucket behind his seat. I used to give him a crab a week pretty much if I can catch one. And I said, pay him a bribe to go and catch the bus. And mum's like, well, you still got $20 for in the week. I was like, mum, I just gave the bus driver a crab there. She's like, true. I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, that's all right then. Because every time you have to show your car to get on the bus and you used to scan it. So even back then, they used to take the money. Yeah. But then they bring in this little lemonade card that you could have swapped the card, but you had to top it up all the time. Yeah. yeah. You got to pay the money on it. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then yeah, I think he ended up retiring, and yeah, you know, just the different bus driver. I was like, hey, this one, nah, didn't work with me. He reckons I want money straight up. Yeah, right, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty good. Even like the home ec teacher and that, we used to take crabs in there. They used to cook them up. Even when I was catching them down the back of the school, like would go down like no, nothing decent they ain't just a few brim and uh, a few catfish and that mm. like i think i got one jack there once but it's good fishing there because we had one freshwater place like everyone probably knows Mackay. um it used to be um the goose ponds so the mm. goose ponds was a freshwater catchment mm. and then once that fills up from around everywhere that flows into that creek mm. yeah and then all the barrow and all the fish used to thrive off that but yeah it's unreal so when they get big rain there, like here now, did it overflow? Yes, and then that's you get, true. Like you, get you all go the up and catch in. a bear on the dams, like in like one little catchment, yeah, the goose pond, yeah. Yeah. Like goose ponds is more like a botanical gardens where everyone go down with the kids, feed the ducks and walk around the fresh water. They had like um, footpaths around the whole lot and bike tracks and that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. And there was a funny thing too, like even like before I was driving on with the crabs, I used to walk into the classroom there I had like dirty feet at the time. The teachers go, where you been? I was like, well, mate, I've been in the mangroves. I've been checking, well, setting crab pots and checking crab <laughs> pots. Cause we had, um, I was going to like a Catholic school. So we had long high socks. We had um, polished black shoes, you know, and you know, walking in there and she knows who it is because your last one to walk in, there's just a trail straight to the desk. And she's like, get outside, you know, and it's just, take your shoes off or go down the like in the drink trough and clean your shoes up like yeah uh, it was good fun though i can't piece you in polished black shoes and oh socks yeah <laughs> uh, it was unreal uh, so that was uh in Mackay. that was in Mackay, a, yeah. you i went to uh, mcc yeah Mackay christian college yeah and then so you, when you finished up school you started doing um yeah, concrete. You did your concrete and trade. Uh, no, I done building, so I done chippy and a chippy right. for yeah, at least three years. Yep. And then um, I was gonna keep continuing with the same people, but just the money, like it wasn't the money. Like the trade was good, but I mean, at that time, right, it's just I don't know. Like I just I think I just got bored being at the same house because we were doing like specialising in three story houses, so it wasn't just like a residential house that you can build in a month. Mm -hmm. and just slap them up and keep going like we would stay there for a whole year to build like a like a mansion you know like these things are massive big houses and took mm -hmm. progress like day by day you know and and then when i was working there um i was only getting paid i think like 250 a week i was on like six dollars an hour or something like that mm -hmm. and then went for first year second year then third year i went to tafe and that and then i think i got up to like 20 dollars an hour and i remember this young fellow he was pouring the house slab because wood goes through and set it all up for him yeah. but we couldn't pull the concrete because we weren't qualified for it so they would come in and pull the slab and i was talking to one young fellow on there i said how much are you getting paid he goes i'm getting paid 35 dollars an hour just to pull back some concrete scrape the boards and load the truck up and i was like what i said that's good money you know and he goes yeah i'm starting to learn how to set the jobs up and screeding and all that stuff you know that comes into a different trade or someone yeah. will show you and then once i started like seeing them doing it and then i told the boss because he wanted to retire and that and he wanted to send me into a different job and get different you know different people are gonna look after you for your apprenticeship and that and yeah, yeah. i just sent him i just put it on hold it's still on hold today i couldn't finish it off i want but i just never done it because i've just learned so many different trades like I know everyone out there now, like you can stick to one thing, but everyone's capable of doing anything. Like yeah. if you put your mind on, you can be a diesel fitter, you can be a bullet maker, you can be 
anything you want to be you just have to put the time into yeah, it as and do something someone, you like doing too yeah like now like now you're crabbing you're full-time crabbing yeah that's true yeah you, you, you know like you've yeah. got your own business like, you're doing your own thing and you're doing really well correct, for yourself dash, like yeah. you bought you bought a house this year or yeah yeah that's true bought yep. another boat and yeah you know, that's true got a good Toyota and like you're all set up yeah yeah for sure like i went from like um being a chippy um done some concrete and went to the dryland farm you know working on tractors you know unloading pig boxes like i've never done i've done a little bit of ball making but not much so i can't weld that good but i was more just laboring like cutting steel <laughs> doing that stuff bit of dancing done, at hens parties yeah dancing <laughs> at hens parties you know it's just whatever goes like just give me the work we'll go and do it you know All if right, you don't well then, know just learn as you go then where do you see yourself in five years then would you still be crabbing um yeah if the crab industry is still going like i would like to get someone to try and run the crab business for me and then i can go at contract fencing or um concreting because concreting up here in remote area is you know like everyone wants it and it's hard to find people because everyone's got family now and no one wants to be away with like away from their family for more of a week you know yeah so they want to be based where it's a easy job in down or mackay or wherever they are so they're home every night to see the kids but if you're going to be in a remote area you can go out there and fill them jobs in for the farmers or yeah could be roadside jobs anything you know whatever jobs need to be doing just go and do them yeah yeah so you still feel like a concreter even though you're a mud crabber oh, that's the see, i love doing anything yeah. see i like mixing up like I like doing it, but I don't get bored, but it's always good to change it up, you know? Like, I love catching crabs. It's always there, because you always know what you're doing. It's like riding a push bike or a motorbike. Yeah. You could leave it for, to say, 10 years and still mm. go back and be deadly, you know, or whatever. Yeah. It might take a little bit for your match fitness or whatever to get back on again, but well, once, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. once you're on that for a year again, you just back in the swing of things mm. and up it, yeah. Because for people that don't know, it's not, a, it's not as easy as just, um, buying a boat and some crab pots mm. and going and just putting them anywhere like this that's it like i said to my sister the other day chickens oh, i'd go out there and run pots i was like nah you gotta hunt from like it's like hunting pigs for example you can drive around the same paddock every night but there's no pigs there and then you go to another block with there's pigs you could go out and find where they are yeah just hunt them yeah you yes, be a hunter it's, it's not an easy job like it's not a Oh, it's dedicated. It's like, could be any time of night. That's true, Ash. Yeah, it could be well, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. I feel like people would watch my videos and they would think, oh, geez, It's a guys, day job, yeah. They leave the, Nine they, to five. the best life because they, they see the good stuff, which is pulling the pots, tying up crabs. Yeah. You know, and 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 seeing the bed, like the big baskets full of crabs and that, and so people get all excited. Well, next but time we'll, we'll do one. They don't see the other stuff, the yeah. um, going into town to get bait and... Yeah. Um, fixing crab pots you getting know. fuel everything yeah. like we don't stop yeah running through the rough weather for hours and letting oh yeah oh yeah travel in, it's in. like their deadliest catch like some days they show them like oh that's cruisy at their next minute they've got like 25 foot waves you say like coming crashing over their boat mm. yeah. and like the water like if you stay in there for an hour you're gone you know like mm. yeah see with us too like ash was saying like just say like one o'clock in the morning if we made a movie of us getting up going out there for four hours you know and the sun is coming up like that's your day one yeah you're gonna have to find someone else to make that video for you yeah <laughs> yeah so that's it but yeah that's mikey thing, mikey yeah. wants the so, easy dollar so, so, sometimes it's high tide at 3 a.m or 2 yeah. a.m and that's when you that's gotta go true. if that's what the if that's what yep. the tide's doing that's when you're working and that's like true. it's yeah it's a completely different dynamic because you're um, like yeah everything's much much harder you can't see obviously we run lights on the boats and that yeah that's true light GPS and, and like you're saying to Ash hey uh, 
um, like every boy that we got down, every crab pot, you mark on your GPS, you know where they are. Because yeah. the biggest thing is too, like these people back at home don't realize, but when we have the fog coming, your GPS is all right. But once you do like a 360 or 180 around the crab pot, you don't know what direction to come from. And you get yeah. vertigo and you can see them on the chart, but then, then your chart has like a delay because it takes yeah, so much for the cursor to, work out which way to come back around yeah. and you start going the other way and then you pull the pot up because they say the intervals of I don't know 20 meters apart and you've come to the next pot and you start pulling it up it's just like I've just read really check this one you know like was it got fresh bait in it? Yeah, yeah, it's got fresh bait. I was like, hey, well, get back this way. I was out with you. I, I was out with you. And we did that several times. And it was not uh -huh, come it on. Was not <laughs> that must be in that wobbly, eh? Too much wobbly. Scott and Kylie is bad, we eh? We were on the wobbler. <laughs> yeah. I've got new questions about that as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, so the wobbler. We, you hear us talk about the wobbler. That It's literally just port with ice. Yeah. All right, it's nothing That's too... That's it, yeah. It's nothing port, homemade. Yeah, port, port wine. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. vodka, rum, nothing. It's just a natural blend natural blend <laughs> yeah of grapes that's or, it organic or yeah that's it yeah uh, the wobbler yeah so if you ever hear us in the videos talking about um drinking a wobbler yeah, it's, it's literally yeah. just port with with ice in it that's yeah, it there's a few people in down been hit me up there what's this wobbly yeah. there i'm like yeah that's that's the grape juice that's that special worry. that's that special south australian mix oh yeah we ain't drink that on sunday when we break the bread up hey? <laughs> oh, we praise the lord of that star it's good for yeah. you i've missed your church the last couple of times actually Mark. yeah did you ever replace those curtains that you no i said ash i said ash when i was in the spotlight up there i was gonna buy these flash ones for him they had like um pink frangia pennies all over now it'll be nice for him yeah Oh. Yeah, wobbler doesn't look good uh, going down the wall at no, midnight. The wobbler waterfalls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nah, it's no good. <laughs> mm. uh, well, especially being the sun when you've got your mm. on that heat wave. Oh. We've got a little thing we've got going, which is a, a Golf Mud Crabbers music playlist on Spotify. Oh, true. So we just keep, every time we do a podcast, we add a couple of songs to it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot. You're going to have uh, 40 seconds to think about it. Um, you need to choose one or two songs you want to nominate to go on the list. Uh, Nelly Furtado, uh, Turn Out the Lights, I think is already uh, on it. Because that's, that's definitely a mullet song. Take Me Down the Road, that's a little bit windy. Oh, that's Zach Bryan yeah. And, um, yeah. I can, I yeah, can see it. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Zach Bryan and Zach Brown. Yep. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. Mm. Yeah. That, and then it. go Nelly Furtado yeah, put it on that, there that one's already sure. on there mate no, I already that, put it that, oh that, okay that, uh, that one got the premium spot already you got, you got one I don't even have one I, I just thought of it then I thought we might as well put Mullet on the spot and get him to choose one or two well, ha well we would have we would have definitely had um, Oliver Anthony on there already yeah he's already on there yeah. what about um, be right there so it's uh, Diplo Sleepy Tom give us, a, little, give us like five seconds of it into the microphone All right, what do you reckon, Ash? Is that is that list That's worthy? Right. Oh, yeah, we'll send it. All right, nomination has been confirmed. Yeah, sorry guys, you won't. I've been back at me boat for a while, but I listen <laughs> to a few tunes and I get some good ones for you. The ones to be in the cage, be bolting away, you know. Given like um, um, circles, the Cadillac Three. Okay, so that's the Post Malone song that the yeah. Cadillac Three did as yeah. a, a like a remake. Yeah, yeah, send it. That one. Send yeah. it. Send it. Yeah, so if you like Post Malone Circles. So you'll know the song. The Cadillac 3, like, it's like the best cover. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, guys, but I have since I've been down. I don't know if it's just the, the party theme or what, but I've been used, listening to a little bit of, like, um, dance music. 
like it's not too bad it gets you in the mood you know just get you going and a bit of country in the way home too mm. yeah that's what, been good so what, what sort of dance music what have you been doing while listening to dance oh, music oh you know there's a lot of things in the car that a lot of people don't see you know just in my own little <laughs> my own little um, mindset just just in my rhythm you know singing along bobbing <laughs> bobbing yeah uh, do you like singing in the car to yourself, mate, when you travel? Oh, I do a little bit because I get lonely. you got 10 hours, you know, so you got to yeah. spice that a little bit. It is a long drive from now oh, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes get a bit of road rage and up people, they can't hear me, but yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Throw my hands at the window, a few little hand signals come out of my, my fingers, you know, like, you know, tell them how it is, but... <laughs> Yeah, I've had a bit of a shave and my hair looks good because I've been down. If you give me another probably three months, I'll be back to normal again, eh? The wild, wild west look. And check out that shirt. Yeah, I reckon this it's is a new one for Mikey. One of a kind at the moment. Oh yeah, Chrissy present. Thank it's you got, very much. It's got the, it's a, so it's a Hawaiian shirt. It's got the, uh, one for the, the, cast. the usual subjects in it. Yeah. So you got Ash, you got me, you got Mullet, Wait. you got Bullfrog. I see Youngboy, I see Anthony. Damon and Ant. Yeah. So all the people you see in my videos, hopefully you'll see some of the ones you might not know. You might see more of them this year. NT yeah. flag in the background. Yeah. Yeah, that flower. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Was it? Does it? No. Still so, does it be? Yeah. yeah. Does it? Okay. Yep. Yep. It's a non-touchy flag. Is yeah. Still yeah. Mm. Yeah. So these ones where we these episodes we do with a uh, special guest on it. Um, Ash actually came up with a really good name for it. We're going to have it, so it's going to be guys in the golf. But when we've got a guest on, it's going to be called. Casting conversations. Casting conversations. So this is uh, number one. Episode one of casting conversations with guys in the Gulf. All story time of Mullet. Eh? Yeah, it'll be a <laughs> sub series. I have a few yards this year. Don't worry, you won't miss out. <laughs> I think we're not going to have a choice. I think, yeah, I'll honestly. express my feelings now. I'll just speak my mind. Whatever happened last week, we had a sandbar or I was catching pelicans or something. You know? Don't worry, that'd be a good yarn tale. Yeah, I feel like uh, There's always something, mate. it'll be by popular demand. We'll have to get him back. <laughs> oh, that's it. We'll make it happen, boys. Uh, All right. Yeah. I reckon we maybe maybe we shut it down unless you unless you've got any last minute stories. We're gonna um, we're gonna go. Oh, what, what, what's the plan from here? We're gonna go see Bullfrog. Yeah, go have a few beers with Bullfrog down his house. I sent him a message, but I put my phone on um, airplane mode. But uh, yeah. I did send him a message so we'd come down there and have a couple of beers with him. Yeah, yeah cool. So, good. What do you reckon, Mullet? Go yeah. see Bullfrog. Well, I'm back in the bay. That's it. Let's go have a look. Well, I'm here now for the full year, so. Let's go, make dreams happen, eh? Go get amongst it, mate. Yeah, right, for well, sure. Thanks for being on the podcast, mate. Yeah, no, nah, thank you it very much, guys, for that. It was good. Definitely a bit of fun. I did have a little bit of anxiety at the start, like my feet was um, sliding around these tiles, but I was pretty good, you know. They dried out, you know. I just settled into the seat, you know, got in the tune, and I hope that everyone liked it. But, yeah, that's just how we roll, you know. Coming from thank, a bloke that stole a lolly, Jarrett. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much for listening to us, and I think there'll be more fun times uh, to come. Down, yeah. down the track this year so yeah. alright and I'll bring up uh, just now I'll bring up Mullet's TikTok uh, at the bottom of the yeah, screen yeah follow yeah. Mullet we'll maybe put a link in the description or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah easy no worries alright cheers man thank you very much thank cheers, you guys Dylan. for having me oh look at that <laughs> guys in the golf 